Away in a Bathroom by Lynn Patty. I struggled to get the down comforter draped over the glass shower doors. I knew it would dampen the sound in the echoey bathroom, but I hadn't anticipated how bulky and awkward the weight of the blanket would actually be. Finally satisfied with its position, I moved on to nailing a dark blue blanket over the window. If my firstborn was going to get a good night's sleep in this bathroom, it would need to be both quiet and dark. I dragged in her bassinet and a fan for white noise, turned off the lights, and joyfully observed the bathroom-turned-sensory deprivation chamber. Perhaps now we could all sleep. Sleep? What was that? My three-month-old firstborn was giving me a run for my money. I had once been an unstoppable force, a music teacher who could teach 1,000 kids in a week, put on epic performances for the school principal and the district superintendent, and handle the third-grade recorder unit with calm and ease. Having birthed one tiny baby girl, I was reduced to a haggard, exhausted, hopeless new mama whose only hope lay in making the baby sleep in our bathroom. With her sleeping next to me, or with me, or on top of me for the past three months, both my husband and I looked the picture of new parent fatigue. I heard every gurgle and every sigh, and at one point I could have sworn I actually heard her eyelids open. My husband had already found the living room couch a safe retreat at night so he wouldn't hear us getting up each hour. I needed to sleep, and I couldn't do it with her sleeping in the crib next to my bed. The quandary spread out in front of me. We only had two bedrooms in our first apartment, each with an ensuite bathroom. My husband's studio was in the second bedroom, and with his rigorous work schedule, I couldn't see how we could put the baby in there. The living room was tiny and bright and attached to the galley kitchen, so that was not an option. The master bathroom was the place for her. We would use the studio bathroom as our main bathroom and upgrade the master bath to a baby nursery. With a door between her and me, perhaps we could finally get more than an hour of sleep at a time. It was so unconventional. It was so weird. I mean, who does this? Who sleeps their precious newborn baby in a bathroom? I had heard the funny old story of putting babies in dresser drawers to sleep or using a Moses basket to allow the baby to sleep anywhere. But a bathroom seemed like such a juxtaposition to newborn softness and innocence. My new mama heart and mind raced with what ifs and scenarios about my daughter's would-be adult therapy bills. But after a few days of her snoozing next to the toilet, she slept for a five-hour stretch. I felt like I was harboring a dirty secret, but I didn't dare change a thing because it was working. My husband felt total freedom with the decision, and I was jealous of nonchalant attitude. He was totally at peace with it. I followed his lead and reasoned that perhaps running our home the way that worked for us would give us peace. The freedom to put a door between my daughter and I, whether it was a proper nursery door or a bathroom door, created peace at nap time and at night. A peace which I would not be willing to forego because it wasn't the right way or how things are usually done. I wouldn't say the peace came right away but I knew that it was there in the back of my heart and mind. This understanding that we're allowed to make decisions for our family, to make our home function for us. 
A week later, I breathed a sigh of contentment as I nursed my little girl to sleep before gingerly transferring her to the bathroom bassinet. Maybe tonight she'd sleep through even longer. Fast forward 12 years and four more kids, and I still search for peace through freedom in my parenting decisions. My littlest right now sleeps in a pack and play in a closet while the beautiful wooden crib sits empty just a few feet away in the bedroom. For a two-year period while I nursed babies, my husband and I rarely slept in the same room because everyone was happier when one adult in the house was sleeping well. My older kids watch cartoons on Saturday mornings because it allows me some quiet time to read and write and finish a cup of coffee. I quit homeschooling because my own personal well-being was more important than adhering to a seven-year-old outdated vision of home education made when my oldest was four and I only had three kids. This parenting life and motherhood journey begs me to stay open to the possibilities, to the options, to the many ideas and hacks that allow abiding peace in my home. I am even now actively searching for the next opportunity to change up a system, move a trash can, lock a cabinet, or rearrange some furniture in my house. Perhaps I'll even try sleeping in a homemade sensory deprivation chamber in the master bath. After all, it worked for my baby. I thank you so much for sharing this piece with our community and as part of the way that we're doing things this season um, I have a couple questions I'd love to ask you starting with could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and one special interesting or quirky thing about your family sure thing yeah um thank you for letting me read my essay um I'm mm-hmm. from Los Angeles California actually just a little bit outside and um I have five children their ages are 12, 9, 7, 3, and 1. And um, we, I just feel like we're a quirky family in general. I'm trying to think of like one quirky thing. Yeah. Um, we all love to sing. We'll, we'll definitely break out into song pretty easily. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, um, I would love for you to say one thing that you do or specifically don't do or a product that you use to make your life just a little bit easier as a mom. I would have to say grocery delivery services. Mm. It is everything for me. I would say for the past, oh gosh, four years, I think now since my fourth born, since I was pregnant with my fourth born, we've been using Instacart and I don't do it all the time because sometimes it's worth it to go to the store, but, um, I use it a lot and it really, really helps mm-hmm. us. That's awesome. I have not yet still tried it, <laughs> even though I've had more than one friend say, you should give this a go. And I just, I think I have like control issues. Like I just want to do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I totally get that. I really do. But yeah, it really has helped me in those, in those times when, you know, I just can't get to the store or, or even like reasoning that I'm spending money on a babysitter so that I can go to the store by myself and think I'm like, duh, just have it delivered, you know? So it works for us. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I would love for you to answer the question. Are you a morning person or a night owl? And what is your routine for that time of the day? I am a morning person. I, I definitely, um, enjoy sleeping, but, um, ever since my last little guy stopped nursing, which was just a couple months ago, um, 
I've been getting up before the kids. I get up really early, 5.15, and I enjoy a cup of coffee and I read. Um, Usually I'm reading my Bible or a book that I'm, you know, reading with friends or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really cherish that morning time. And definitely when I don't get it, I feel like I'm a little off for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, I would love to know what is one topic that you could talk about forever? At this point in my life, I really just love um, pregnancy, childbirth, nursing. Um, I love talking about home births. Four of my five children were birthed at home and I am very passionate about it. Um, I'm just passionate about how beautiful it is and what a amazing season of life it is for Mm -hmm. mothers. So I could probably go on for a long time on that stuff. (laughs) So if you had like a three minute stretch to give encouragement to moms who are in that zone, who are expecting their first or second or third baby and are looking ahead to a birth experience just right around the corner, what would you want to say to moms in that zone? To moms who are pregnant, I would say um, it really is just one of the most beautiful times of life to, um, to experience life growing inside of you. And, um, if there's any way that you can journal or just take note of the little changes that happen, I would, I kept a journal for my first three pregnancies and I do enjoy looking back at that and just, I didn't even know who Mm -hmm. they were then, you know? And then um, for moms who have newborns when they're just first born, I would definitely say to you, you are doing so much better than you think you are. Um, I think that that's what I wish someone had told me, and I'm sure people did, um, that, you know, so much of the newborn stuff, it's just not a problem. (laughs) And, um, And that you're doing a great job. And then to moms who are about to give birth, I would say, to remember that it really goes fast and that this giant thing that's probably looming ahead of you right now that you may be nervous about or scared about, it really usually just lasts less than a day and it's done. And uh, then there are lots of years of parenting to come after that. So, Well, thanks so much for sharing, Lynn. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs>